0: Hello and welcome to episode 210 of the Thriving as a Physician podcast. I'm your host, Siobhan Key. This is a podcast that was formerly known as Weight Solutions for Physicians podcast. And as I'm recording this, I'm thinking that the last week's episode, I may have accidentally called it Weight Solutions for Physicians podcast instead of the new name, the Thriving as a Physician podcast. Today, we are going to talk about five common weight loss challenges. And what I wanted to do is highlight the difference between what you might think reflexively about how you should manage it versus what my coaching approach would be. Just to highlight for you the difference between just kind of doing it on your own, because I know so many of you are thinking, I'm a physician, I should just be able to do this on my own. And showing what is the difference when you get the help of a coach. Why is having the power of a coach and having that objective view on the issues you're struggling with so, so powerful. So we're going to walk through five of the most common weight loss challenges that I see and give you both sides of the story. I think it's going to be a fun one. So stay with me. If you haven't heard about it yet, I am offering for the full month of November free barrier busting coaching sessions. So you can listen to this episode and if you like what you hear about how coaching offers a different view and how approaches are different when you're coaching, then come try it out. This is your opportunity to actually have direct access to me, an expert in physician weight loss, physician eating, binge eating, all of those things in a free coaching format. You bring me your biggest, toughest, hardest Most frustrating challenges, and I will help you. I will be there to walk you through how I would approach it in a way that respects you as an individual and makes your life better. No like restrictive diets, and no like just stop eating that and eat this. That is not what we do. We work on really designing an approach that works for you that feels good for you. So make sure you sign up for those. That's weightsolutionsforphysicians.ca forward slash free coaching that's weightsolutionsforphysicians.ca forward slash free coaching. There is no reason not to come to these coaching sessions. Like I can't even think of why you would not come honestly, because it's you and me just showing up and coaching, getting help on anything that you've ever wanted to get help with for free. So make sure you take advantage of this. I've never offered this before and I don't know if I'll offer it again, but the whole month of November, free coaching sessions, come to one of them, come to all of them, whatever works best for you. Okay, we'll see you there. All right, as I record this, we're in the back on track boot camp. I'm hoping that you joined us in it. For those of you that did, thank you for joining me in it. I think we're having a lot of fun. And a story came up for me that I think highlights what I want to talk about today in the podcast is the why do we do things we don't want to do to lose weight? (laughs) Like often our reflex reactions about how we should approach a problem might include things we don't actually want to do. So I posed a question to the back on track bootcamp physicians yesterday and said like, what are the things you don't want to do? And what really came up is tracking. People are like, I hate tracking. I hate writing down and keeping track of my food. And my response is great. So don't track. Now, that may sound like sacrilege to some of you. Like if you're listening and you're so used to the culture of like to be successful, you need to write down what you're eating. The idea of like, okay, I just won't track if I don't want to do it may sound like almost scary. But here's the thing. It's probably not effective if you hate doing it. It's probably not going to be sustainable if you hate doing it. So let's find other ways of addressing what role the tracking may have played in a way that actually feels good to you. So maybe you just decide you're never going to track. That's possible. Maybe you decide you only track when you're running into challenges. Like if you're having some weight regain, if some old eating habits are coming back, then you start doing tracking for a short period of time. Maybe you change what you consider to be tracking because sometimes we hate it so much because we have a very fixed idea of what it should look like. Maybe you let it be a way that really works for you. But honestly, for the majority of my weight loss, I did not track anything. I tried lots of different ways of tracking and they didn't work when I was really busy, when I was on call, when I was chasing after kids. I just wasn't successful with them. And so I designed ways of monitoring my eating in my own mind that worked for me. So don't believe anybody when they're saying you have to do this to be successful. There are lots of different tools you can use to be successful. Absolutely. But use the ones that you actually want. Don't use a tool that you hate just because somebody said it was good. That's not going to work for you long term. And the problem is if we believe it and we're like, okay, to be successful, I need to track, but I hate to track and so don't do it. Who do we blame for it, right? You beat yourself up. You get mad at yourself. You're mad at yourself for not doing something you don't actually want to do. It doesn't make sense. Let it go. If you don't want to track, let it go. If you don't want to focus on exercise to weight loss, fantastic. Let it go. But then design, okay, if I'm not going to exercise, how am I going to approach this to still reach my goals? Have that conversation, have the problem solving ability with it. And a fantastic way of doing this, if you struggle with this on your own, is actually getting help with coaching. So come to those free sessions so I can coach you. These would be fantastic things to bring to the sessions. Okay, let's talk about the five common weight loss challenges. Number one, Is I failed in the past and I'm not sure if I can do it. Almost every physician that comes to me has this one. You know, I lost weight and then I regained it, or I've been trying to lose weight and no weight's been coming off. There's all different versions of it, but it's some form of I failed in the past and I just don't know if I can do it. So, how might you show up and how do people usually show up to try to fix this? Generally, the default is focusing on the negatives of the past. So, thinking, okay, well, I want to lose weight, but look at all the things I did wrong last time and look at where I got stuck and where I gave up last time. And it was so hard to manage my eating in these situations. We focus on the past and we think about the reasons why it might not work. So we're trying to create change in our life. We want to move towards a goal, but we're moving towards it, dragging a trailer full of bricks of the story of the previous times we've tried to lose weight. And we're predicting failure before we even start. And if you're predicting failure, you will find failure. I promise you, it will absolutely be found when you predict it. So all of these things together keep you in the situation of feeling like you're always starting over, you're always making mistakes, and you're never sure if you're going to be able to do it. So that's what happens when you're on your own and you want to lose weight and you're thinking, I don't know if I can do it. Now how would I approach that differently as a coach? Well, we shift the view. What we focus on is what did work. Because no matter what happened in that weight loss journey, something worked. Something felt fairly good. You know, maybe you lost weight and that's actually success even if you regain the weight, and we can look at okay, what worked to help lose the weight? Maybe there were other non-scale things that really worked, but you won't know unless you look for them. So As a coach, I would be asking you what actually worked. Dig through, find the things that worked. And then instead of predicting failure, problem solving for the things that were challenges. And how would you want this time to be different? We can predict that obstacles will come up because that's just life. But we don't have to predict that we're going to fail when they come up. We can decide we want to manage them differently. We want to think about them differently. We want to approach them differently. So how would you want it to be different? What went well last time and how would you want it to be different? Those are the useful things to take away from previous weight loss experiences as you move forward. You know, there's also learning in previous weight loss experiences of what you didn't like. So like I was talking about at the beginning of this episode, the whole tracking thing. If you're like, I hated tracking. I hated every time I did it then that's learning and that's wisdom to take forward too, where you can be like, okay, well then this time, can we do it without tracking? Can we do it tracking in a way we really want to? Allow yourself to learn from the previous episodes, but don't drag them forward as this painful failure story. Number two, having busy days and overeating in the evenings. That's so common for physicians. I think every physician I work with has dealt with this at some point. And it's like that 3 p.m. kind of witching hour leading through when you get home and into the evenings. So left alone to your own devices, probably what is happening with this is you're just trying not to eat in the evenings. Like you're like, okay, I have to be more careful with my eating tonight. I can't have all those snacks. And then at some point you decide you don't care and you're like, okay, fine. I'll I just don't care tonight. I just need to relax. I just need a break. Might sound like that. And then I'll figure it out tomorrow. I'll get myself back tomorrow. But then also feeling really guilty and telling yourself that you kind of messed up after you finish eating and being like, I can't believe I did that again. Okay. Tomorrow I have to be really careful and I have to not eat. Right. Does that sound familiar? Have you been there? So what would I do as a coach? How would having a coach in the setting be different? Well, we spend way less time focusing on what you ate or what you shouldn't have eaten. We shift the focus to what drivers were there that led to the eating. How were you thinking? At what point did you start to feel stressed out during the day? What would be the earliest point we can intervene in the day that then makes a difference for the rest of your day? So if we can intervene early on, before it ever becomes about food, then those urges to eat in the evening settle way down. And it's not like we're like talking to ourselves, that "I can't eat." It's we're talking to ourselves about how we're thinking about the our day, seeing patients, or something like that. Managing our minds around there so that we manage our stress levels. And what we find is there's less urge to eat. Our brains are quieter about food later because we've been managing some of the drivers of the eating. So often for evening eating, when I'm coaching physicians, I spend very little time being like, okay, how do you not eat? How do you not want (laughs) to, like, how do you want to manage not eating? We step way back and we zoom way out on the day to figure out where is the earliest point we can intervene before it ever becomes about food. That's where I find there's the biggest impact in interventions. And they're easier because it's not anything about willpower eating. Number three, I'm sick of being on a diet. But I want to be healthy and I would really like to lose some weight. Right? It can feel so like mind-numbing to always feel like you're on a diet. And yet, as physicians, our health is really important to us. We often fear developing chronic conditions like diabetes, heart disease. We may fear genetically what's in front of us from looking at our parents and the rest of our family. And so it's like this: I don't want to be on a diet, but I also want to make sure I'm staying healthy. So how do you manage it? On your own, what it might look like is you just, you keep trying diets that don't work, that don't feel good to you. So you try them, you're on them for a bit. Initially, they feel good when you start. And then at some point, you start to feel a bit like resentful or don't like it anymore, or it's not fitting into your life. And so you stop. And then, like we've talked about before, then you beat yourself up for stopping the diet. And then you take a while to restart another one because you don't really want to be on a diet. And you keep going in this cycle. So, how's a coaching approach different in this? Well, what I really think is important, and if you've been listening to this podcast, you've heard me talk about it a lot, and it's what I talk about and teach inside Thrive Academy for physicians a lot, is I don't think you should be following somebody else's diet. I think you should be designing a customized approach to your own eating that works for you, for your body, and for your preferences and works in your life. Now, that might feel scary at first because we really like being told, oh, here's a magic fix. Just follow this and you'll be fine. But if you really look through the pattern of your life and the pattern of your eating and weight, chances are having those magic fixes in the forms of somebody else's diet plan haven't meant that you would be fine. I think the solution, if we want lasting solutions, and we all do, is finding the customized approaches. So asking yourself questions like, what do you actually want to eat? What do you like to eat? What well, tastes good to you? How does it work for your body to eat? So, there's a lot of food I actually like, I like the tastes of, but they don't really work for my body. And that would be the foods that are more carbs and starches and sugars. So, I've worked on a customized approach where most times I don't eat those foods and I, I eat them sometimes, but the majority of the time I don't. I eat other food that I really like. So, it's not like I give up all the food I like, it's I choose to eat other food I really like. How can we make the combination between what you want to eat and what works for your body? And again, this might take some creativity. It might take some learning curve of figuring it out. But there are options out there. You will find them. There are options of eating in a way that you actually like, that you enjoy, that fits into your time limitations on those busy weeks. But that also works for your body. And they're not going to come in the form of, somebody else's diet because nobody else knows what you need to eat. And so as a coach in this setting, my role is helping support you in figuring out what your customized approach is. It's never in telling you, oh, just eat this because that doesn't work. It's in helping you problem solve and tweak on how you want to eat and then giving you the support in your ability to do that consistently. So it's a very different role having a coach for weight loss than Being in a diet or a weight loss program like that, where it's just more about just do this and you'll be fine. Okay, number four is the scale isn't moving. What do you do then? How do our brains approach it? And how would I approach that as a coach? So our brains step on the scale, see a number that either hasn't moved or maybe it's gone up. We tell ourselves it's not working. We feel frustrated. Sometimes we give up. We're like, what's the point? Because it's not working anyways. Or we're like, okay, well, this one isn't working. I'm going to change everything and switch over to this diet plan. We make big swings of changes. Sometimes we just get overwhelmed and we stop altogether. There's all these different sort of brain games that the scale can play that get in the way of you reaching your goals. So how do I manage it as a coach? How would I help you as a coach? Well, we really focus on finding the progress that is there. So the scale is minimally useful tool, so I'll say it, in that it's measuring our gravitational pull on earth in a single moment of time. That's all. And yet we've been taught that it's the be all and end all of progress and weight loss. I don't believe that and I don't think it's true. Yes, it can be helpful, but it doesn't tell a full story of what's going on in your body. It definitely doesn't tell anything about how your habits are changing how your mindset is changing, all of those things that actually have more impact on your life. So focusing, refocusing on where is their progress? If the scale isn't moving, are other things changing? Are my habits changing? Is my body changing? Do my clothes fit differently? Do I look differently to myself? Because all of that can change and the scale could stay the same. Focusing on what are, if you're like, I'm being really consistent with what I'm doing and it doesn't seem to be creating the change I want, then in coaching, we focus on doing a very methodical change. So changing one or two small things at a time, seeing what impact that has, then changing another couple of things, seeing what impact, because that's going to give you a much more customized approach. Long-term, you're going to learn a whole lot more about what actually works for your body and know what's the effective changes, what are less effective changes than when you're just changing it all at once. Just like we don't start a ton of medications at once, because we would never know which one was working. If possible, we often start medications a little bit separate so we have a better idea of which one is giving which benefit. And then, you know, it's important to consider from a coaching standpoint of what would it be like to stay patient and not change anything? Sometimes it's not that we're doing anything wrong when the scale's not moving, and yet we often think we are. Sometimes it's just our body needs time to catch up to show the changes of what we're actually doing. So what would it be like to be patient a little bit longer? Where's the hurry coming from when we're like, I want the scale to move now. Maybe that hurry isn't helping you. Maybe a little bit more patience is actually what will be beneficial for you. All right, number five, the last challenge is vacation or holidays. So this is common where People will say to me, you know what? I've been doing so well, but I've got a vacation coming up. I'm really worried about what's going to happen. And when you're left to your own devices, often the pattern is we dread the event. We're like, oh, I'm so looking forward to vacation, but I'm really worried it's going to mess up everything I've been working on in my weight loss. We feel like we don't have control over it. So we go into the vacation feeling a bit like, I guess we'll see what happens. And then we end up overeating and beating ourselves up after and being frustrated cuz we gained weight during the vacation um but it's all that kind of disempowering self-fulfilling cycle that we're in that actually creates it so as a coach what do i do for vacations number 1 is we start with how do you want it to go and knowing that it doesn't have to be that you go on vacation and you're perfect right often i think some of the dread and some of the feeling like i'm not going to have control is The black and white thinking that I was talking about before of either it's going to be I'm completely on plan or I'm completely off plan. There's an infinite number of gray options in between where you can choose variations of being on plan or off plan, but you get to choose as much as possible. You want to empower yourself. How do you want it to go? What would be important to you to enjoy the event or the vacation? If you're going somewhere special and you know there's a particular food there that you love, Well, that might be something you want to plan to have because it feels important to you as part of enjoying the vacation. But maybe other things that just get eaten along the way might not be so important. But deciding ahead of time. And then asking yourself, how can I talk to myself to help support this um, while I'm on this vacation or while I'm at this event? Uh, Asking yourself, What will I need to say when other people are eating food around me that I've decided I'm not going to eat? What will I need to say to myself if I've decided I'm going to have one portion and people are offering me more? How can I talk to myself about it to feel really good about my food choices, not to be like, I really wish I could eat more and I'm not allowed to? You don't want that experience. Working on creating the experience you want around the food that you're wanting to eat by using your thoughts. And that's what we work on inside coaching. All right, covered those kind of at rapid speed. (laughs) I've been recording a lot of stuff this morning for um, the members of Thrive Academy. I've been recording some episodes of the Success Path podcast, which is a private podcast for members only, where they get five-minute episodes on topics. So it walks them through step-by-step all of the content in the program. And so I was recording a bunch of those episodes before I did this. So I think I'm like in the like speedy, speedy talking zone. Anyway, so I covered all that really quickly. You might want to go back and review it. But like I said, if you're like, oh, you know, that coaching approach sounds intriguing to me. I wonder what that would be like. Come to the free coaching sessions. Um, Sign up at weightsolutionsforphysicians.ca forward slash free coaching. And then you'll get the next session and there'll be a link where you can subscribe to a calendar where you can get all the sessions. Like I said, you can come to all of them or you can come to one, whatever works for you. These sessions are not recorded. So it is because of confidentiality because it's open to other people. We'll keep it unrecorded. So you do need to show up live to the session to get benefit from it. All right, we'll talk to you later, guys. Have a fantastic day. Bye-bye.